again to another episode of Proactive Parenting, a show where I offer you judgment-free advice on how to raise value-driven children in a way that's right for your family using the most current scientific research out there. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Marie Mason. I am a certified pediatric nurse practitioner, published author, and expert in child development. I'm also the mom of two fabulous teens, so I know firsthand how much misinformation is out there, and that's why I'm here. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and settle in. This is a safe space where you can ask questions and get real, honest answers about how to raise kids in a way that works for you and your family. When we talk about pediatrics and children, there's a tendency to focus on the kiddos and mom. So I tried to make a concerted effort to look at the family unit. And I especially want to focus on the fathers. In modern society, dads are involved with their children and the research shows that they tend to get more involved as children grow. But there's some new research showing that dads do better psychologically and are more confident in their role function if they get involved right away during that first year of their baby's life. So I thought that we could explore this issue more and see how fathers can positively influence the health and well-being of their infants, their partners, and as an added bonus themselves. There's so many changes that happen after the birth of a baby. Most parents experience some feelings of being overwhelmed with the reality of being completely responsible for their child and with all of the care needs that their baby has. Historically, we find that mothers have been the primary caretakers of babies during the first year of life. This is especially visible if mom is breastfeeding. And there's that myth that moms have previous experience caring for younger siblings or babysitting, or there's the presence of the maternal grandmother after birth in support of her daughter's role change to motherhood. There's lots of things that influence this. And while these stereotypes may have once been commonplace, many of today's moms have been just as independent and outgoing as the baby's fathers and may not have come into parenthood with previous experience of caring for infants or or small children. Furthermore, with women in university and the workforce at the same rates as men, It's illogical to believe that women have prioritized learning about future motherhood while pursuing their studies and careers. It's often the case that many women have the same level of experience with babies as their male partners do prior to birth. Many moms are choosing to bottle feed rather than breastfeed so they can return to work. Families are growing smaller so the exposure to younger siblings is reduced and physical distance may prevent the maternal grandmothers from staying extended periods to help in the immediate wake after birth. Just like Bob Dylan said back in 1964, the times they are a-changing. Yet, maybe things aren't changing as much as we think. We still find that women are the primary caregivers of newborns and young babies during the first year of life. The stereotype that mothers, quote, just know what to do or, quote, know how to do it better, continues to persist. 
Today's modern family needs to evolve to reflect the, that honest reality of two working parents who have limited experience with babies or small children. And both parents should be equally equipped to explore and discover a healthy balance to meet the baby's needs after birth while still taking care of themselves. This will demand a cultural shift that places value on a mother's time for self-care and on a father's ability to connect and care for infants. It sounds weird that we have to say this out loud, but mothers do not need to give up the essence of who they are and live only for their children. And conversely, fathers can grow emotionally and expand their empathy to create connection with nonverbal infants and feel confident in their ability to meet their child's physical and emotional needs. When I'm working with families, oftentimes I, pry, I, I gently pry, that's a good way to say it, to learn how the workload is being balanced to care for children. And what I commonly hear is that dad will occasionally, quote, babysit their own children so that mom can go out for a ladies' night take a break. This type of response by modern families only confirms that we have a way to go yet to rebalance the workload within the home. But beyond this, it's important to remember that neither parent is going to thrive when overwhelmed or excluded. And after working with families for 25 years, one thing I have learned is that healthy parents make healthy families. So there is good reason to explore this issue and look for new ways to adapt. It's been clear in the scientific literature for decades that having fathers involved is healthy for mom, dad, and baby. Mothers are at risk after birth for the baby blues or more serious postpartum depression. We know that psychological distress can increase a woman's risk of developing postpartum depression. And the most common types of psychological distress are everything that comes with having a baby. Fatigue, sleeplessness, body image change, physical discomfort, anxiety about meeting the baby's needs, and memories of the birth itself. And that would be if things went really well and it was wonderful, or if things didn't go so well, which is a reality for lots of moms too. Anyone who has had a baby knows that all of these things naturally occur after giving birth. So in essence, all mothers are at risk for postpartum depression. It isn't a fault within her, a weakness or a lack of anything but simply the result of the tremendous amount of change and uncertainty that happens in the situation. Thankfully, we know that fathers are an important factor in moderating a mother's risk of postpartum depression. Fathers who take an active involvement in infant care give mothers more time to focus on self-care. And this self-care can help reduce psychological distress. 
simple activities with the baby like changing diapers, giving baths, bringing baby to mom to breastfeed and taking baby afterwards to burp, dressing, soothing, and feeding, if bottle feeding, can give mom some important time to rest and do self-care. Additionally, fathers can provide supportive care to mothers like preparing meals, doing laundry, shopping, and cleaning. And it's here that the new research really connects. In this investigation, the National Institutes of Health's Community Child Health Network parenting measures were evaluated and they found that paternal self-efficacy lowers the risk of depressive symptoms among fathers in the first year after birth. And that means that if dads are non-depressive and are actively involved, that means mom has a lower risk too. Now, if you aren't sure of what self-efficacy means, it was a term defined by Albert Bandura to capture the idea of an individual's belief in their capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. What that means is, when we use it in the family setting, self-efficacy reflects our confidence in the ability to exert control over our own motivation, behavior, and social environment. So dads who feel that they can be involved in their newborn's life and feel that they have the skills to meet their baby's needs and feel that their partner allows and encourages them to participate will have high efficacy about their role as a father. This is a good thing because it means that they will want to care for their child and they will feel that they do a good job at it. But most interestingly, this study showed that a man's belief about their role and abilities as a father influenced their risk for depression. Dads with lower self-efficacy about being a father had a higher risk of depression and dads who had high self-efficacy had lower risks of depression. Obviously, dads who are healthy and not suffering from depression are in a position to positively influence their family. Normally, all the focus is on moms and babies after birth, but this research shows that dads are important too, not just for what they do for moms, but also for their own health. Dads who feel confident in holding, washing, bathing, changing diapers, soothing and feeding their infant, in addition to how frequently they contribute to things like infant clothing, medicine, furniture, food, money, health insurance, and childcare items like diapers and wipes, all influence their feelings of self-efficacy. This means that we need to check in with dads after birth to see how they feel with their role and function. Helping dads prepare for birth can set them up for success when the baby comes. A great way to do this is to have them take a newborn care class or attend a breastfeeding course if the mother of the child will be breastfeeding. Knowledge is power, and if dads know what's going to happen and learn some skills beforehand, it can make them much more confident in caring for their child. I understand that some dads aren't too keen on going to a class. So if that's the case, please check out my online video courses on newborn care and breastfeeding boot camp. I have special sections in each course just for dads.
Both of those online courses are available on my webpage, www.proactiveparenting.com. Now the key to creating a healthy balance for mom and dad related to baby care is to understand and accept that both parents love their baby and want to do their best. Each parent will care for the baby differently because they're different people. There has to be a tolerance to allow each parent to provide care in his or her own way as long as the baby is being cared for safely. Getting dads to get involved early is a great way to foster this type of openness from the very beginning. There's a tendency for mothers to criticize fathers for how they provide care. And this can be a real barrier and make fathers less willing to help. And sometimes fathers make this worse because they tend to ask for help from the mother rather than working through the learning process to learn how to understand the baby's needs and provide the appropriate care to the baby. And in both cases, there is a negative for everyone. Babies who only experience their care in one way can develop preferences towards that method. This may create rigidity in the baby and cause him or her to become unhappy or uncomfortable if not cared for in the same way all the time. This rigidity can become a vicious cycle that only reinforces the unequal balance of work. When baby cries and dad provides care, mom criticizes dad for not providing that care properly, and dad gives up rather than trying to meet the baby's needs. Over time, the burden will be on mom to care for the baby in the way that the baby is accustomed to, and dad will be excused from direct baby care. And therefore, there can't be an equal distribution of labor related to taking care of the baby, which is bad for dad and his self-efficacy. For moms, it's hard to get in that self, good self-care if she is always responsible for taking care of baby. So in order to do self-care, to limit those things that put her at higher risk for baby blues and for more severe postpartum depression, mom needs to let dad get in there and take care of baby. And if it's hard for mom to let go of some of that control, sometimes it's easier to let go of control of certain things, like just sending dad and baby into the bathroom for bath time, closing the door and letting them figure it out. Um, or maybe letting dad take care of all the baby's laundry can be something that mom can just put a hard line on and let dad work through so she doesn't feel that desire to criticize or critique. But regardless of how she decides to let dad take over some responsibility for his self-efficacy, moms need to let go and let dads work through the process of learning. Um, as we went over earlier, moms and dads come into this equally. So it's important that moms allow dad the same flexibility in learning to understand their baby as she gives to herself. And that will provide her that very important time for self-care to reduce her risk of postpartum depression. Now, beyond the risk to mom, baby also benefits when dad is equally responsible for providing baby care. It's a good thing that our babies get used to being cared for in different ways. 
This helps our baby become more flexible and comfortable receiving care from other people when mom and dad need to be away. This flexibility makes it also easier for baby to be cared for by grandparents, daycare providers, or friends or family. Babies are less stressed and are not struggling against change if they're flexible so they can adapt to different routines or habits. Today's modern family has mothers and fathers who are equally equipped to care for newborns and young infants. The key is to build a family environment that allows both parents to participate equally, accept the differences, and provide support to each other without judgment or perpetuating stereotypes. The benefits are global. Mothers have more time for self-care and a reduced risk of psychological stress. Fathers have the opportunity to actively participate to increase their feelings of self-efficacy and reduce their risk of depression during the first year of life of their child. And babies learn to be flexible and are comfortable being cared for in different ways. Having dads participate creates a win-win situation for everyone. Now I know that this topic really touches on everyone in the family. I think those are the most interesting because it gives us a huge number of ways to address any issue because there's so many variables. I hope that the information from this episode has sparked some creativity for your family. Please don't hesitate to share a comment or question. You can always email me at deanna at proactiveparenting.com. And if you want to find out more about who I am and what I do, please check out my website at www.proactiveparenting.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can connect with other parents just like you. Find me by searching my name, Deanna Marie Mason. And finally, if you'd like to purchase any of my books or online courses on newborn care or breastfeeding boot camp, you can do that on my webpage. Again, that's www.proactiveparenting.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this episode useful and interesting. If you did, please leave a comment or review and tell a friend so that they can become a proactive parent too. I'll close here. This is Dr. Deanna Marie Mason signing off for now. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Until then, take care and be well. Bye.